1: What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, May 17th, 2022. I'm
0: Tim Geddes and I'm thrilled to be joined with the Rogue One, Gary Weta. Tim, before the show, you and I were just talking about how how much fun it is when you and I uh, host together. We always have a good time it's it's always the best and here's the thing I love my job so much because I find
1: myself anytime I'm doing kind of funny games daily no matter who I'm with I'm always excited to be doing the show with them like I feel like the show format allows us to have so many different kind of partnerships like Gary you're mostly the the most dialed in one like I feel like you get stuck with Greg unfortunately the most often right and it's only when he's gone that you get the the luxury right. of doing the show with uh with someone like me or bless or Janet uh or Tam but I get to just bounce around to do the show with everyone so it always feels like this this little thrill you know yeah it's like it's it's
0: like a potluck every every time you host like who am i gonna get this time and you and you and like there isn't a bad there's not a bad tim and someone else combo right like you pretty much you you fit well with everybody
1: i love it i love it i feel like everyone fits well with everyone but i, I do think that i, I got a little that, that, that tim there's something about me you know what i mean there i don't definitely know what it is, is but I'm, I'm a good second fiddle but yes exactly <laughs> there definitely is gary <laughs> i love you so much uh hey before we even get into the show and stuff you just showed me something super exciting so i want to give you your your little pimpage moment
0: oh yeah also just before the show it occurred to me this morning one week from today my uh, batman comic the first issue of an eight-part series batman fortress Will be in all good comic stores. May twenty fourth. I have the, the I, DC just sent me my copies. I got the the main one here. This is the one that will be easiest to find. And I have both. Um, let me see. These are gorgeous. They have both variant covers as well. So there's two variant covers Badass. that you can look out for as well. I just posted the first stuff from it. The first uh, kind of panels and dialogue from it, and on my Twitter feed. If you want to go check it out. But this will be in all good comic stores, and presumably, you'll be, I don't know exactly how, but I imagine you'll be able to get like a digital version of it from digital outlets uh one week from today may 24th so i'm very excited about that extremely cool i can't wait to read it i've been getting back into
1: comics a lot recently gary so this is this is an exciting time for me well i will hook you up tim with some some well thank you I appreciate that. I appreciate that very much. But, hey, enough about that for now. We have to wait a whole week for that. Right now, we are talking about all the video game news that you need to know because this is Kinda Funny Games Daily. Of course, you could watch it live on Twitch each and every weekday right here on twitch.tv slash kinda funny games. Or you could watch later on roosterteeth.com or youtube.com slash kinda funny games. If you wanted to get it as a podcast, just search your favorite podcast service for Kinda Funny Games Daily, and we will be right there. There for you. If you wanted to get the show ad free and get the exclusive post show that we do each and every day, you gotta go to patreon.com/slash kind of funny games, where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members get the show ad free, along with that post show that I was talking about earlier. Awesome uh, housekeeping for you. Speaking of Patreon people, today we're recording a very special episode of the Kind of Funny Games cast at 315 Pacific. It's gonna be me, Andy, Blessing, and Jeff Grubb joining us we're going to be talking about what 2023 is going to look like in video games after this week's delays gary so many 2022 games pushed to 2023 is it about to be the most insane year ever or are we just going to get a repeat and everything's going to get delayed again we're going to have a great conversation about that uh and also live right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny on the screencast side of things we just recorded uh kendrick lamar mr morale and the big steppers review you can check that out it's live right now um also our top gun maverick spoiler free review is up now everyone's loving it i haven't seen it yet i cannot wait to see it a couple more weeks for that um and a little preview of some screencast stuff that crosses over with the video game thing later this week snowbike mike will be giving his full halo season review on the kind of funny screencast uh today we are brought to you by maple story and lumenskin but i'll tell you about that later shout out to our patreon producers anonymous and fargo brady for now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> it's time for some news. We have four and a half stories today.
2: A Baker's dozen.
1: So here's the thing. The half story is actually what I'm calling the zero story. It's a story we already covered yesterday, but I feel like we didn't have our, our, our best and brightest on it in terms of the subject matter. Of course, I'm talking about Fall Guys. And of course, we got Gary Witta. Gary, what, what's your take on all the Fall Guys news from yesterday?
0: Yeah, I'm excited to have the opportunity to come in and, and talk about it. the uh, The big Fall Guys announcement uh, live stream was was ex- exactly the same time as your show yesterday, right? So it was the news was kind of coming in hot, and some of the bigger announcements are actually on the back end of it. So understand why you weren't able to to kind of go into it in any kind of depth yesterday. Uh, and I probably am the biggest Fall Guys fan in the kind of funny family. In the kind of funny family, so I'm glad I'm glad to be able to. Talk about it. My daughter and I both watched the uh, announcement yesterday. We spent the past you know, week kind of like guessing what it was going to be, and we kind of mostly had it. I think most of the most of the predictions and guesses were, were kind of right. There were some things that people didn't get exactly right. But listen, I think this is big news. Finally coming to the remaining platforms that it hasn't been on. It's coming to Xbox. It's coming to Nintendo Switch, which, which I think will be the really big one. Finally able to kind of play Fall Guys on the go, handheld, and that's going to be great, and, of course, free to play. Uh, which is obviously between coming into new platforms and, and going free to play, it's clearly going to open four guys up to like a whole new massive new audience. It's interesting. You know, the whole like, old dead game thing has been kind of dogging four guys for a while when it first came out a while ago, uh, a couple of years ago, obviously it was massive, right? Four guys was like the game it was very much in the zeitgeist. Everyone was playing it. And then it kind of fell off a little bit and it kind of fell out of vogue and other games came along as, as, you know, tends to happen um but i think this i think fall guys is going to undergo a big big renaissance between going free to play and bringing all those xbox and especially those nintendo switch players um into the mix i think you're going to see fall guys coming back uh starting june 21st in a big way and i'm excited because i still love it i love fall guys my daughter loves it we play it together we still stream it on my twitch channel sometimes it's still a ton of fun. It's still a game where if I just want to have fun for like 10, 15 minutes, I'll pick it up, do a few rounds. I love that Fall Guys is always there for me. And I'm very, very excited about it now finally coming to, I think, a much wider audience.
1: Would you say that your your playing of it has, has fallen off at all recently?
0: My what? Sorry?
1: Has your gameplay time uh with Fall Guys like has it went down in the last couple of months or are you are you still dedicating the same amount?
0: Oh no, I mean, even I don't. I mean, again, it's like like everyone else. When it first came out, I was obsessed with it. I was playing in like Fall guys tournaments. I actually played, I actually placed I was a semifinal in a um in a uh, professional esports tournament thing. It was an invitational thing that uh, a friend of mine did called Fall Mania. Um, you know, I did my Fall Guys talk show for a while. Like I, it was Fall Guys all you know all the time, 24-7. And then again, like even like really big fans of the game like me, like it's hard to sustain playing a game. Like I not there's any game that i played, like, I could say, oh, yeah, two years later, I'm playing as as much as I was, like, in the first month. Every game kind of falls off a little bit. But I recently have kind of just been getting back into it. I don't know why my daughter, I think, has been excited about playing it. I got it running on the Steam Deck, and she's been really excited about just playing it on the go. Um, And so she's super excited about the Nintendo Switch version being able to play it um, handheld. But, yeah, we have been kind of getting back into it more recently, working our way through the Season 6, Season Pass Excited for season seven. That was the that was one of the other announcements. Kind of a big um, like Olympic stadium sports kind of theme is going to be the theme for season seven. Um, and then the big thing, they, they kind of held this right to the end. They did a one more thing, kind of Steve Jobs moment. And my daughter screamed when she saw this because this is the, literally the one thing that she's been asking for the most. Level designer. You'll now be able to, I mean, this is under construction. This is probably a way out maybe uh, later this year or early next, but you will finally be able to design and build uh, your own uh, Fall Guys levels with a special like construction set that they're going to add to the game. So um, I think I, I, I think Fall Guys is going to have like a 2.0 moment here, seriously, where like so many new people are going to come to it. Because don't forget, it has always been limited to PC and PlayStation owners, all those Xbox gamers, all those Nintendo Switch gamers that might have been interested in it have not had access to it. And now they're not only going to get access to it, it's going to be free. So I think you're going to see a flood, a ton of new players coming to the game, which is going to be great.
1: Uh, A couple uh, ignorant questions on my
0: part. Is it going
1: to be cross play?
0: Yeah, I mean, it is already. It's already cross play and cross progression because Epic Games bought it, right? They you now have to have an Epic Games account to play for guys. But once you log in with the Epic Games account, you know, and that's how cross play usually works, right? You got to have an Ubisoft or EA account or whatever once you log in via that you're good across all platforms. So now you're gonna be good. Right now, if I play on PC and I I then go play on my PlayStation, that character's gonna gonna cross over. If you're on PlayStation, I'm on PC, we can play together, but that's gonna extend now to Xbox and uh, Nintendo Switch owners as well. Cross-platform, cross-progression across all platforms. So it's wonderful, I I love it.
1: Incredible. And combine that with free-to-play and all that, man. Recipe for success here. I definitely, man, like Fall Guys was a moment for me that I had a lot of fun with, but I I think that I kind of stopped uh, when everyone else did, if not even like a little earlier. And um, I'm excited about it because I think that it is such a a valuable gameplay style. And I do think that a lot of the announcements made yesterday are just only in its favor and only like, this is the type of game that should be everywhere and should be free and should be kind of just supported by, uh, by by players more than anything.
0: I think it's the right time in the game's life cycle, you know, for it for it to, to make this move. Now that it's now that Media are owned by Epic Games, they can they can afford to you know experiment with going to free to play and a different monetization model. There were some questions on the like game was very kind of rah rah, you know, Austin Creed and uh, everyone was like, yeah, this is great, and it was like an official thing. So they it was all very like promotional and very hypey. They didn't go into a ton of detail. There's some questions that came out, but they didn't answer. Like, well, how? So if it's free to play now, how do you plan to monetize it? You know, they they they, they do sell DLC packs. Cosmetics things like that, but if it's going free-to-play you can probably expect like more microtransactions to seep into the model They they didn't really speak to that other than to say that it sounds like there's gonna be a premium version of the, of a season pass Like you'll still get a regular season pass for free every season, but much like it's similar to going kind of halo infinite um, There's a there's a premium battle pass that you'll be able to buy They didn't talk about how much is that how much that is gonna cost. They didn't talk about other monetization will you be able to buy um you know they, they have their own version of like Bucks. will will you be able to buy those now like what other kind of monetization options might they be bringing in to you know mitigate the fact that you know it's 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 free to play like the base game is going to be free they also very specifically mentioned on the pc they never said like, oh the pc version they also always said the epic game store version i don't know i didn't do enough research to kind of dig into this but i think it's very likely that the steam version of the game is going to go away like currently yeah, you can still I, get all st- on steam
2: we, we we read through that uh yesterday uh somewhere i think on the site is that um uh the steam version is going to be delisted if you want to continue playing on mm-hmm. steam if you already have that you have to have it updated and already downloaded right um but yeah i think from here on out or maybe starting june 21st when it goes free for all and uh onto those other platforms i think that's when you're gonna see
0: yeah from delisted. epic's point of view it makes sense it's, yeah. it's another way to get people over to the epic game store um and uh, yeah I, I for me it's just all again we don't have enough details i would like to know more about how much is this, how much is that premium season pass going to cost what other monetization options you know what is it going to get microtransactionally i think they will probably try to avoid that again epic now is obviously sitting on a mountain of infinite money they can probably afford you know to run four guys at a loss for a while even if 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 they want to just you know because they can um but it'll be interesting to see when a game goes free to play you always ask yeah but it's never it's never completely free like how how are you going to be asking us to pay for this in other ways they didn't go into a lot of detail there but it's basically all it, it, you know, it's all good like the, the the player base has always been there people say dead game and that's kind of become a joke that follows the game around but i can still log on to that game at any time of the day and 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 be matched up with 59 other players almost immediately it's not like the lobbies are empty there's still tons and tons of people playing it, but I think if anything now, it's gonna, it's gonna be massive with again, how many Nintendo Switch players have been waiting to play this? Being able to play this on the go on your handheld is gonna be massive. Yeah. I can tell you just just from playing it, just from playing it on the Steam Deck. There's a little bit of work you have to do on the Steam Deck to kind of get it working because it's not fully compatible with Epic Anti-Cheat, but once you get it working and you're playing four guys like in your hand, it's such a cool experience. Um and again, my 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 daughter's super excited about that. Um, I, I, I think this is really, again as a big four guys fan, I'm super, super hyped because I think this is going to make four guys. I think it's going to put it back in the zeitgeist to make it cool again as all these, as, as the new platforms open up free to play, just there's a whole new audience that's going to discover the game. And I love it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I also think that in terms of the monetization stuff, like I wouldn't be too concerned because as we've seen with Epic nowadays, when it comes to these type of games, like they have a plan in place, like with Fortnite and with Rocket League, like they have their systems that people understand and don't seem too egregious. And it kind of seems dialed into a science at this point. So I imagine they're just going to apply that formula to Fall Guys and whatever other games they end up uh, kind of supporting with the same type of like platform mindset as opposed to uh individual skews and all of that um but i hey, will have to wait and see let's move on to- so
0: sorry, sorry, just oh. one final note on that because this is why i'm so proud of my daughter is like she's a proper gamer now she's almost 10 years old one of the things she was excited about was i said hey there'll be all these new people to play with and She said yeah and they'll all be noobs and yeah. they won't know that i can push them into the slime like <laughs> she's already her. thinking about she's already thinking about how she's gonna grief all these noobs she is a proper mm-hmm. gamer that is fantastic
1: <laughs> <laughs> you raised them right gary <laughs> story number one take two at rockstar sales update we got some insane numbers for y'all uh grand theft auto the series gary what uh has sold Ooh. 375 million copies 375 oh million.
0: you know what i i, I was dr- i should
1: have done a spit take hmm yeah yeah you want you want to do it again yeah let's do it okay, do okay. It. okay rewind rewind okay okay Story number one, take two in Rockstar sales update. The Grand Theft Auto series has sold 375 million. What?
0: How many? Absolutely
1: insane. 375 million, Gary. That's absolutely insane. Now, the more insane number, though. Is the fact that grand theft auto 5 makes up 165 million of those copies just gta 5 is 165 million of the 375 million total of one of the greatest selling video game franchises of all time and also gary god bless you you committed and that was beautiful
0: <laughs> i'll clean that up later i know i have to go, yeah, I have to go back dope. and watch that like, because that was, you know water <laughs> there is an art there is an art to the spit take there are good ones That's my i think that's my first time actually doing one live on camera i'll have to go back and watch and see how well that was executed but i'm glad we did it yeah we were just talking about all the great gifts that come out of kind of funny i'm sure that'll be a there's another one for you there's one for corey Cudney to go to work on yeah i will say greg miller best (laughs) spitter
2: in the entire world.
0: Oh, he does it as well. He does a good spit he take. Does like,
2: he does like a good Hollywood spit take. Like it's impressive. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. It and is I, absolutely And sad. I wonder if, if that's dedicated. I, I wonder if that's due to uh, his years of backyard wrestling and like oh hundred uh, percent being who he is. One hundred sixty-five million units, uh, Tim, of one of the games in the franchise out of three hundred seventy-five million units is forty-five percent of the entire yeah. sales. I mean, that is mean,
1: that is the thing, man, to really kind of talk about the ridiculous uh, numbers that were, were the scale of all of this, right? Like, how has a single video game sold 165 million copies? That's, like, think about that. Think about the amount of platforms it's on. Like, that number is so astronomical compared to any video game sales number that we're ever talking about. Like, we talk about some of the, Biggest successes of all time, things like Mario Kart. Right? We talk right. about how many that thing has sold, and that's in like the we're talking about forty million, and that yeah. is one of the most crazy success stories ever. One hundred sixty-five
0: million, and still, it's still going to keep rising. Guess what? Next year we're going to check in; it's going to be even higher. Well, so Greg, let, let sorry, Tim. I'm so used to hosting with Greg. Forgive me. Um, let me ask you this, Tim what what's what what's behind that number? What is it about GTA Five that it that that, that, that it has put up? A, a number that ridiculous. Something obviously we all know it's a great game, right? Everyone loves GTA Five, but mm-hmm. there's a bunch of great games there. What is it about this one that has put it so astronomically beyond every other game in terms of sales?
1: I mean, I think it's the online, right? It's like it, they really achieved the dream that we all had. Like I remember being a middle school, high school aged kid uh, during the the trilogy from GTA Three by City and San Andreas, and that was an annual event where it was like it was the equivalent to the hype going into end game, uh, like a, a, one of those type of Marvel movies in the, like 2020s had the same type of effect back then when it was just the new GTA release, like 3 set the world on fire. It changed video games. And then every year, it's like, what are we going to get? And when they followed up with Vice City, followed up with San Andreas, and then the hype leading into 4, there was that moment where things shifted from being on the PS2 and Xbox and GameCube era to the next gen of 360 PS3, which was really when online gaming kind of found its foothold. Like, sure, Halo 2 and all that kind of ushered it in uh, with Xbox Live on the, the first Xbox generation. But Call of Duty Modern Warfare really revolutionized and normalized that when you're talking about video games, there is a high percentage you're talking about playing an online first-person shooter with your friends, right? And I think that it was during that era that we were starting to get GTA four, and people were talking like, can you imagine a GTA online? Can you imagine just being in this sandbox world that was revolutionized on the, the PS2 era with GTA three, but with your friends? It's not just you single player running around in a tank blowing things up. It's you and your friends doing it together. And GTA five kind of knocked it out of the park when it came to just the single-player portion of the game. It launched with online that didn't really work, and everyone's kind of like, all right, well, that was a fail. And then after a year, they fixed all those problems and then just kept doubling down, tripling down, adding more game modes. And GTA Online has just kind of expanded to be way wilder than my imagination back playing San Andreas of what GTA Online could have ever been. That's why the success is there, is they achieved the dream.
0: It's crazy because it's not like GTA online is, is without its problems, right? It's, it's had issues of like, you know, people complain about the load times of typically, typically bad, there is a lot, there is a lot of toxicity, particularly on the PC side. You've got hackers, you all have all kinds of other problems. It's not, it's not without its problems and yet. Um, there's so much to do, right. It is this incredible sandbox and like, and, and, and rockstar has supported it to such an incredible degree. Like there's still right. You know, recently, right. There was that big story DLC. They just keep, keep building out and building out and building out that experience. It's amazing. What, what I'm hoping is, as we go into GTA six and the next evolution of GTA online is that rockstar can, can push that, that online experience. Closer to what is being done in the mod community with, like, kind of the role playing servers, the No Pixel stuff, where people are fully voicing their characters, they're fully inhabiting that world, they're building their own social structures and ecosystems. And, like, it really is becoming almost more like a second life, you know, almost like a metaverse type experience where Los Santos is just the backdrop for you to do anything you want to do. Um, I would lo- I would love to see the, the game become like more immersive and and take and take it to that next level. But clearly, what they're doing right now is working for them. Again, people complain and and, and bitch and moan about Rockstar and GTA Online all the time. Sometimes, you know, with with a lot of validity. Again, the load times and. The some, some of the toxicity there's there's issues there and yet the clearly you look at the, the numbers that the game has, has put up over the years yes the re-releases or you know the, the the game has now straddled basically what three different generations right gta 5 was originally a, a ps3 and a 360 game we're now in the ps5 series x generation and it just re-released again and they just kind of rebooted gta online again so it's still as fresh as it ever was um there is there is something about there's there's some secret source there that, that again, like talk about okay, 35, 40 million for Mario Kart, Animal Crossing, these games are putting out astronomical numbers, but it's not like GTA five is just a little bit above those. It's like orders of magnitude above those. So there is something they tapped into something that has taken has taken this to a completely other level. And of course it it bodes very well for GTA six and where and where they go next because they're building off of such a phenomenally strong foundation the I, I think the only game that has the potential i think it will take years to do it again it took three generations to get to these kind of numbers but the only game that's that, that has it has i think the potential to to take that crown from gta 5 over the next you know 10 15 years will be gta 6.
1: yeah and i i think that that is uh not a silly thing to say i mean it, it's it's wild to think that next year is going to be a decade of gta 5 like that yeah. is that is, so
0: get ready for that 10 10th anniversary special re-release edition as exactly. well. Exactly.
1: Yeah, let's get the, pump up those numbers. Uh but you know, speaking of just the the success of Rockstar where it's not just Grand Theft Auto, right? Moving on to Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead 2, 44 million copies sold. That is Again, a astronomical okay. number. Um, and the Red Dead Redemption series as a whole at $67 million. Uh Moving on from that, Borderlands 3 at $15 million. And uh, one of the highlight stories here that would make Greg Miller really happy, WWE 2K22 is the best first month sales in U.S. history uh, of a WWE 2K game. Uh, so that's good because this has been the return to form for WWE games. They've been really, really bad the last couple of years. And this one, for the most part, got it right so it's kind of good to see them uh they they took the year off and uh made some adjustments and i hope that they continue to go down that path because the best case scenario is they continue to make great games they make the games better and then those games sell well so that motivates them to continue making the games well right so they're tapping into to something here but it's it is just absolutely insane. To, it's to nuts. I wonder what
0: Skyrim's. I wonder what Skyrim's at because that's the only other game I can think of that has that same kind of legacy story as GTA Five. You know, three. It came out. It came out of the three hundred and sixty PS three generation. So three generations old, and it's another one where there's been like so many different kind of re releases and remasters. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it, it doesn't have the it doesn't have the same online backend that uh, that GTA Online has Skyrim has got to have a crazy number behind it as well if you add up all the different re-releases so looking at it
1: uh last reported that I can find is Skyrim is at 30 million um it's not bad yeah that uh, bringing it in at number 20 highest selling game of all time uh right now number one is Minecraft at 238 million yeah yeah that's not surprising Number two being GTA Five, um, but yeah, man, and there's like a sharp decline after that. Like it goes from 165 million sold to Tetris at 100, and then we see. I would Wii have 2. thought
0: I would have thought Tetris much higher when you think about all the different skews and all the different releases. Yeah, over it's the a, years,
1: I don't know who knows how, and that's been around since like that's counted. been around
0: since the 80s. I I think if you could actually get a proper accounting of all the different sales of all the different versions of Tetris since like 1988 uh uh like eighty seven eighty eight when that game first came out across yeah you know, every it's been on every platform on the planet right and there's been so many different versions of it I think I think you I I think Tetris probably is way bigger than than that number suggests.
1: Man yeah nuts numbers all of these uh what does this mean for for GTA six we actually had a a reader write in don't poke the
0: pigeonhole
1: <laughs> writes in it says what are we getting GTA six
0: i mean that's a question for the ages isn't it Mm -hmm. there's there's a uh i don't know if you i imagine you have seen it there's like a youtube there's a kind of funny youtube short going around of you guys responding reacting to some kind of live thing where the rockstar logo comes up and then they show the city in the background and you guys are like oh this is," and then you realize it's actually another gta 5 remaster i fucking Mm -hmm. hate it when they i still i still will never forgive sony for the way they did that remember they did that first ps5 showcase and they opened the it with a rockstar that, uh, logo I think that, and a picture of a city and everyone lost yeah, their shit that's what it was yeah that's yeah. the
2: clip that they were reacting to and that fuck the, the,
0: honestly they knew they were fucking with us when they did oh, that. So yeah they knew how people were going to react
2: yeah that was that was
0: ridiculous oh my <laughs> god but it's just going to make it all the sweeter for when gta 6 really does drop i mean and and yeah. you know and they did at least they did that they did that one official statement right where they confirmed yes we are working on it so yeah. It's 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 out there. It is my number one anticipated game. If I could fast forward into the future of the release date of any game, real or imagined, that could be in the future, it would be GTA 6. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, I feel like it's
1: one of the most ridiculous things to even try to predict because it's it could be any time. It could be, I mean, I don't think it's going to be any time very, very soon, but I feel like 2024, the end of it, Is the earliest we might see it, but 2030 is the latest. Any of those, anything in between, yeah, totally could happen. But I'm still holding out my prediction that it's going to be GTA VI for the six, and then they're going to add City, and it's going to be GTA Vice City with the VI. Is that what you want? You want you want to go back to Vice City? I think that'd be cool. I think it's inevitable that whatever the next Whatever GTA six is gonna be, I think is gonna be worldwide. I don't think it's just gonna be one place. I think it's gonna be a much more interconnected world um that maybe you can travel between uh Los Santos and vice City and like San Angel
0: like they do with San Andreas we did three different cities
1: yeah like the like the o g San Andreas exactly yeah. but a little bit more and like kind of uh expanded over time with like big season uh expansions like I wouldn't be surprised if Gta six uh is like the the final gta like the, where they try to make it more of a platform and like do what they've been trying to do with gta online but not with a game that is 10 years old you know right. doing with with something that's proper next gen um especially as we're in this moment right now where we are finally getting to ps5 and xbox series x exclusive type titles um so We'll see. But moving on to story number two. Techland is developing a AAA open-world fantasy action RPG with former CD Projekt Red staff. This comes from Sal Romano at Kotaku. Techland is developing a AAA open-world action RPG set in a fantasy environment with former CD Projekt Red staff. We're happy with what we've accomplished with the Dying Light franchise so far, uh, says Techland CEO. Moreover, our journey with Dying Light 2 Stay Human has only just begun as we plan to support this game for at least five years with its scope and size matching, if not exceeding what we have provided our community with during post-launch support for its predecessor. At the same time, our ambition is to introduce a brand-new IP that is vastly different from what we have been doing for the past Several years. We want to create a fully next gen experience, a new fantasy epic set in a sprawling open world, fueled by the skills and experience we have gained as a team over the years, infused with new ideas, passion, and creativity. While we cannot share any more details about this project now, we're all truly invested in it and looking forward to showing it to gamers when the time is right. And then they have a breakdown of what the team for this fantasy RPG looks like, Uh, includes the narrative director who previously worked on CG Project Red's Witcher 2 and Witcher 3, Uh, plus its DLC a narrative lead who previously worked with CG Project Red on Witcher 2, Witcher 3, and its DLC as well. And then in the last few months the team was also joined by the open world director from Cyberpunk and Witcher 3, uh, the creative director who previously worked on Prince of Persia Sands of Time and Mad Max for Warner Brothers. Um, we had the lead game designer previously associated with Arcane Studios from Deathloop and the lead animator from uh, Guerrilla Games uh, with from Horizon Zero Dawn and Frozen Wilds, as well as lead interface designer uh from people can fly kind of a baller ass team
0: yeah um the dying light games have never really done that much for me i've never i've I've never really gotten into this. this most recent game i know got very um i was i was like halfway excited about it and then when the reviews came out it was very everyone i spoke to was like eh, and so i never really bothered with it but yeah but you know it's like you said it is a it's a very impressive team Part of what put part, part of what put me off dying light is I'm just I'm a little bit zombied out, Tim. There's so many zombie games out there. I kind of feel like it's starting to you know, the, the impact of each one is starting to get thinned out a little bit by uh, just how many there are. And it's just getting a little bit tiresome for me. Zombie every game is zombie, zombie. We get zombies. it,
1: Gary. You did Walking Dead, we can move on.
0: I mean, I'm part of the problem. Right, and so it's 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 it's, if it's not days gone, it's 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 uh, it's dying light or something else. There's just so many um, games out there that you know you're running around trying not to get bitten by a zombie. Um, If they're doing something different, that's the thing. I get I I I get really bored by the fact that like so many games have the same setting. It's either generic kind of Tolkien-esque fantasy or a generic sci-fi setting or more post-apocalyptic zombie stuff particularly the post-apocalypse thing i think is like it's done we should move on like find something else and so i will you, you, you know for me like the world and the setting and the immersion and the storytelling and the narrative the world building the mythology that's always such a big part of what of how invested i feel like i can get in the game so if they if they can bring something new and different in terms of the world that we're going to explore and it's not just more zombies or more um you know guys running around in suits of armor or whatever then i might be i'll I'll wait and see but i'm I'm open-minded
1: yeah i think this is exciting because you know they've they've proven they have this stuff when it comes to dying light one we talk about a lot as being one of the the first big spring games that uh kind of changed video game release schedule strategy um the last generation and their support of the game has been so impressive over the last I mean, seven years at this point. Um, and it seems like they're planning to do the same with uh, Dying Light 2. So they got a lot of a lot of talent over there. And I think adding the, the list of names that I, I went through here, it's like that they're really building something special and they are doing something different here. Like this open world RPG not being a zombie game, it being like something that is outside of their wheelhouse from what we know and expect from them, but applying kind of the... Um, learnings that they have had from the the past two games uh, on the Dying Light side, I think is is really interesting. And I also think that it's exciting to me that we're in a new era of video games where this article ends, or not article, this uh, blog post ends with them saying, Techland's now hiring as it prepares to significantly grow the development team. We're in this era where there are teams out there that are announcing projects in this fashion, where it's not the crazy CG reveal or whatever. It's just kind of like, Hey, we're working on a big triple a game, but we're trying to talk about it now so that we can get the right talent involved and and hired on to, to build it out so that people are excited about it. And hopefully in like four years, you are seeing this at a summer game, Fest press conference. And you know, the kind of work that went into getting it to where you're going when you're watching this vertical slice Um, as triple a games, just get bigger and bigger and bigger. I think that I I've always been a fan of, games being able to be a bunch of different things like i i think that there needs to be kojima type titles that are it is just a cg reveal trailer that doesn't have gameplay and we're talking about it for 5 years at the same time i think there needs to be games that are shown and they're like hey it's out today like having that kind of variation is i think a good thing but i i think that we've been lacking this type of early on transparency when it comes to triple a game development um and i i'm pleased to be seeing as much of it now like this and there's other like new teams coming up that are they're kind of these like avenger style super teams of people that left other companies like uh what's the one i'm thinking of right now the um uh, uh that's no moon yeah you know what i'm talking about um like things like that where it's like like Scott lowe and them,
2: yeah, that's correct. That's yeah, the Moon is the name. Of yeah, it. it's
1: like I. I think it's cool that there are these teams kind of uh, forming up from the ashes of, or like not even ashes, but of just like from people that clearly like learned a lot from these other giant studios. Um, and so now them kind of like do their own um thing. I think is is really cool, and to be talking about games this way, this open, um, this early, I think is a valuable thing for the industry.
0: From a, from a consumer, I I generally prefer to wait until they've got something to show i mean we just talked about this earlier right but rockstar said yeah we're working on gta 6 and they and they just said that without any spectacle right it wasn't like there was a cinema, a cinematic or any kind of reveal they just yeah we're working on it and we see this more and more now companies saying, "Yeah, we're we're going to start uh, uh, like cd project red just said not too long ago right we're going to work on. yes we are starting work on a new game in the witcher universe we've got nothing to show you yet but we are doing it and you know there's it, it, if you're super excited about that universe that's good to know from my point of view i'm just like great Come back to me when you've got something to show me. I generally prefer to wait until there's something to see. But to your point, Greg, uh, uh, Tim, it's interesting that um, a lot of these a lot of these pre announcements now are being made almost more as like recruitment announcements rather than like hype announcements. Like, hey, we're building a game. We need people to come work with us. We were just talking the other day, um, the other recently on the show about how. Uh, there's so much expansion going on in the game business right now. The game business is very kind of healthy economically. Teams are growing, more projects. Everyone's recruiting, everyone's hiring. There's it, it's it's very much a sellers market in the in the game development labor market. If you're a game developer with a skill set, you've got a lot of options in front of you right now. Everybody want everybody wants you to come work with them as they're scaling up and building, um, adding pr- adding new projects to their portfolio, building bigger and more ambitious projects and that like you said that's part of it now sometimes it'll be very you'll see like naughty dog will say hey look we have a bunch of jobs that we're hiring on it's it, it's for this kind of a game and they'll give you a, a just barely enough for like a, you know a prospective candidate to go oh i could be helpful with that kind of a project but sometimes it is now it's more like this where you've got the dying light developers going we're working on this big thing and it's going to be this and it's going to be that and we need people to come work with us and so it's like i said it's much about recruitment as it is about hype these days
1: absolutely uh before we get to the next story i wanted to let you know that you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games you get the show ad free and speaking of ads let's tell you about our sponsors This episode is brought to you by Lumen. If your skincare routine is basically you washing your face in the shower with that one shower gel that you've been using since high school, then it's time to level up the skincare game. Thanks to Lumen, you can drop that bottle of three-in-one and start using products that actually take care of your face. With Lumen, you get the highest quality products. All their products aim to help with those stubborn acne scars, under eye dark circles, wrinkles, sun damage, dry skin, oily skin. Gia has been using the Charcoal Face Wash and Charcoal Face Scrub and she feels so fresh, so clean afterward. She has dry skin, so especially during the winter, it's nice to have that hydration and exfoliation. Also, she's a big fan of the really subtle citrus smell. All you have to do is take a two-minute quiz on their website and they'll tell you exactly which routine is best for you based on your skincare needs. Level up your skincare game with Lumen Skin today. You can go to lumenskin.com slash kind of funny to get your free trial of Lumen's products. That's L-U-M-I-N-S-K-I-N dot com. Slash kind of funny to get your free trial of Lumens products. Lumenskin.com slash kind of funny. Shout out to MapleStory for sponsoring this episode. Are you tired of being judged based on the way you look? MapleStory is too. Because while it may look cute and cuddly, this is a deeply hardcore MMORPG. MapleStory is full of vast colorful lands and a ferocious array of towering monsters. And don't get us started about damage. MapleStory will have you dealing billions with each swing of your Fafnir battle cleaver as you battle boss after epic battle boss and you can customize your mapler your way maple story has 40 plus jobs and thousands of weapons outfits hats armor sets and mounts for you to take on your journey from the lionheart battle bracers to vicious lollipop wands and you know i love a lollipop wand there's a ton to see and do in this picturesque world and with 18 years of content to sink your genesis weapon into there will always be a new adventure around the corner maple story is ready to go are you? You can go to maplestory.com to check out the game and play for free. That's free, guys. Come on. maplestory.com. Story number three there was a um showcase this morning gary from 505 games their spring 2022 showcase and kat bailey from ign gave us a little rundown this was uh one of those first showcases of the the summer season where we're like okay we're about to get into naughty three summer game fest all of this maybe there's a nintendo thing maybe there's a sony thing there's definitely an xbox thing but now everyone's like okay cool we're gonna we're gonna get on here too we're gonna latch on and and see happens this happened at 6 a.m for us and we're like are we gonna cover it i don't think it's worth it and after all said and done gary looking at what they announced I think we made the right call. Um, Iodin Chronicle Hundred Heroes was the main attraction heading into today's 5:05 game, Spring 2022 showcase, but the anticipated JRPG was more or less absent from the morning's event. Instead, the focus was on Among the Trolls, Stray Blade, Miyasami Chronicles, and Iodin Chronicle Rising, the last of which was just recently released. Um, among the Trolls is a supernatural first-person survival game set among Finland's deep forests, developed by Forbidden Studios a team comprised of former Skyrim, Fallout 4, and Vampire, the Masquerade developers. It's in some ways as much Firewatch as it is Don't Starve. The second game shown during 505 Showcase was Stray Blade, a Souls-like that pairs an with bogey, anthropologist with the mischievous gremlin. Anthropologist? No, is it that? There's no L here, unless they just misspelled it. I don't know. I don't think anthropogist gremlin... is a thing. Yeah, what the hell is an anthropogist? I'm going to chalk this one up to a typo.
0: I think they meant to say anthropologist.
1: It's an anthropologist with a mischievous Boji, a gremlin-like creature that can cast spells and provide reviving support if the main character goes down. Uh, then Iodin Chronicle 100 Heroes continues to be nowhere to be seen following its delay into 2023. Uh, instead, Iodin Chronicle Rising was showcased one more time for fans who haven't yet picked up the town-building spinoff set in the Iodin Chronicle world. The showcase's final game was a teaser for Miyasama Chronicles, a brief trailer featuring a boy, his robot, and what seems to be an extra-dimensional force in it's being developed by the Bearded Ladies, the student behind Mutant Year Zero. Interesting, kind of seems like a weird set of collection of games to have a showcase. Like, I, I still stand by, like, these showcases need one kind of tentpole event to then have the, the random game announcements and the other yeah. things people are working on. And it seems like this kind of lacked it, especially as Kat kind of uh, explains that the thing everyone was looking for uh, was Iodan Chronicles 100 Heroes and it wasn't there. So I don't know. It kind of bums me out that uh, showcases are still at a point in 2022 that they're they're not getting it. They're not
0: getting the memo. But um, I don't know. What's your take? I mean, you weren't wrong about this being an up and down mixed bag news day, were you? It's like we mm-hmm. I, I, was, I, was, I was excited about Fall Guys. I was excited about the GTA stuff, even though, you know, just sales news. It's not like there's anything new coming down the pipe. And then, man, we went off a cliff, didn't we? Now we're talking about a showcase that you know again a lot of times when you see these showcases even like the big even like the big ones like that last PA, that last playstation showcase everyone was like why'd you bother you know so i always kind of feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna call it a showcase if you're gonna put on a show make sure that what what you have is again even if it's just one thing yeah I, I i think you can call a showcase a win if people come away talking about one thing, right? You you just need one thing to create buzz, and sometimes it's the thing you lead with, right? Sometimes it is your tent pole, as you say, Tim. But sometimes it's the it's the surprise thing, right? It's like oh that you know there was like the eight that one little weird indie game they showed. That's the one that got that's got everyone talking. As long as you can create some buzz around one thing, I think it, it's worth doing. But if you've got a bunch of like you know whatever stuff. Like even, even like putting it all together, like maybe like maybe if we took all these games together and do a showcase out of them, it'll add up to something. I don't know. I think you can, I think we've seen before that a showcase can sometimes be less than the sum of its parts. Absolutely. And I, for some
1: reason, I'm still holding out hope that this summer we're going to see a little bit more restraint and a little bit more refinement when it comes to the output of these showcases. But I'll tell you what, we're off to a very bad start with that. Uh, moving on to story number four. This one's an interesting one. Uh, this this is something that could turn into nothing, Gary, but it could turn into a, a pretty exciting future. Uh, Microsoft patent could verify physical games for Xbox Digital Library. This comes from Andrew McPhillips at Game Rant. The two most recent console generations have seen a market shift away from physical disc-based games and towards digital downloads straight onto the console. While there are those that remain adamantly in favor of physical games the option is becoming less and less substantial the discs for many modern games like halo infinite don't even hold the entire game and require a digital download and an online connection to play this current trend for online connection requirements and digital games was first forecasted by microsoft uh, at its showcase reveal for the xbox one back in 2013 where the reaction was so overwhelmingly negative that microsoft backtracked many of its features announced for the xbox one however Over time, many of these features have since crept into the home consoles. Digital games have become so prevalent that both Xbox and PlayStation's next-gen consoles have versions without disk drive. These digital-only options are cheaper, but do leave some players with a few worries. However, Microsoft has now filed a patent for a system which may eliminate one of those worries for Xbox Series S buyers. The patent describes a system that allows an external disk drive to authenticate an Xbox game and allow the player access to digital versions of that game through the Xbox Series S Game Store. It's unknown whether the patent would allow players to redeem a digital version of the game to add permanently to their digital library or whether the patent would simply be the basis for an external disk drive Xbox Series S players could purchase if they wanted to play backwards compatible Xbox One games. It would seem unlikely that players would be allowed to duplicate their copy of a game if there were any chance the disk could then be sold and duplicated again, though perhaps the patent could identify whether the disk had been validated before, like with the codes for redeeming digital games through the Xbox Game Store. The patent description also seems Seems to suggest that an xbox one could be linked with the xbox series s and used as an external disk drive for authenticating the game but whether they could be linked wirelessly or would require a connection is unclear
0: what do you think i think that i think that the whole you know transition from physical disks to to more of an online digital ecosystem you know has a lot of there's a lot of reasons to like it i i haven't bought a, a, a disc in a long time. I've got my PlayStation Five and my Xbox Series X. I honestly can't even. I, they could have both have shipped with duff, duff disc drives, for all I know. I've never put a disc in them to try them. I honestly don't know if they work. Um, I would have prefer. I would have preferred that Microsoft had a discless option for the Series X, the same way they have for the for the current uh, PS5. Because I'm just not a disc guy anymore. I don't want to have to get up off the couch and swap discs anytime I want to play a game. One of the nice things about digital, right, is you can just like jump around and you know the games are all there um but they but we know there are a lot of negatives as well right we just saw with um the the uh, the Xbox uh, online crash that they had right where a bunch said suddenly a bunch of your games wouldn't work even though the disc is in the drive that's that's not good um i don't i don't like being made to feel like a criminal every time i play my Nintendo Switch i don't have, most of my Nintendo Switch games are digital but some of them we do have on disc but it still insists on doing this check right it, it makes me wait for 5 seconds checking to see if the game can be played fuck you the games the fucking disc is, <laughs> the cartridge is in the drive you know it's in there because you're you're showing it to me in my library what are you checking that i fucking stolen it or something what the fuck i don't like it i think if you've got if the disc is in if the fucking disc is in the drive that's the that's the that's the sure beginning and the end of it disc. We want
2: sure what are you the, what are you the checking it's a little thing that like when you lick it it tastes bad we want to make sure it's the correct thing it
0: drives me crazy. if the disk is in the drive, that's the that's all she wrote. What more do you need to know? Now, I understand, Tim, what you just what you just explained about how the verification thing needs to have some security around it, because otherwise, right, I could just bring all my disk collection over to your house, you scan all my disks, they all get verified on your system, and then I you know, basically you can. you could just keep cloning disks, you know and and get and, and validate in that online um copy. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I think as long as the disk is in the drive, that's 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 the end of the situation, and I don't, you know, like every time you talk about that Xbox One launch, I get those douche chills because man, was that bad! Do you remember how bad that was? Oh, yeah. that, oh, sharing, yeah. that sharing, that sharing thing—you've got thirty days to share it or whatever it was—it was awful. And of course, it, and you know, ended up creating one of the great memes of of all time with um, with Adam Boys Shoot, and hey, it's yeah. like, oh my god, just having just having so much fun with it. Um, and I think all these the big companies right now. The three major ones, certainly Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft, are all trying to figure out a way to make it easy for you to share your games, for you to you know move discs around, for you to for you to, for you to be able to play, but at the same time deal with all the different ways that that can be exploited if security isn't tight enough. Right, they're trying to find. A happy medium and may, and maybe there isn't one like you're always going to piss someone off on one side of the equation right either the security is so tight that, it, that it's an irri- that it's an irritation for people who have a legitimate copy of the game or it's not tight enough that people are going to exploit it and start and, and and start stealing games and sharing games that they really shouldn't be doing um and so it's a reality it's like, you know I, like I, I, that
1: that's the make or break for for consoles. Yeah. Like the the PSP, one of the biggest reasons of its failure was how easy that thing was to pirate. Like the the right. amount of games that would leak months before they were even out. That you they were just easily accessible. It's like it was not a challenge at all. You download that thing and just play it, and it's just on your your system. Like right. that screwed the PSP, and like even the Wii, which was obviously such a major success. Like it hit a major hurdle at some point where software was just kind of just being found on the internet like commonly from everyone so it's like in this era where um they are actually selling digital versions of the games and that is just normalized they need to come up with systems that actually work it reminds me of like the early days of pc right with like you needed a serial number like you needed the actual code to like authenticate it because all it was was just a EXE file being passed I mean, around on the fucking internet. I, so you I'm old some enough, level I'm of old
0: enough to remember code wheels, and you look up this page in the manual, and what's the eighth word on the fifth line, and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff that they would, you know, the, all the different copy protection. They um, used to have like little, literally a little plastic dongle that you'd plug into the back of your computer to verify. I think part of the problem, Tim, is that we're still in this. we're still in this very transitional age, right, where physical media is still very much a thing, right? The disk drives are still in the consoles. Don't forget, PC left this behind a long time ago. Like I guarantee you, any like ninety nine percent of like gaming PCs that are out there right, I don't even have a physical disc drive in them anymore because mm-hmm. we're past that. PC games don't even really ship as physical copies anymore. Steam and Epic Games Store, it's all fully digital. So we've we've already moved over complete. That transition is over. The consoles are still in the middle of that transition, right? Physical discs are still very much in the mainstream, but online sales are still. I can't remember exactly what the what the exact ratio is, but they still. It's not like one is. Niche any? It, 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 they're both very, very still like big parts of the ecosystem uh, and the economics of, of how these games are bought and sold. Um But I, I, I think it, I think it's going to become less of a problem as we as, as we inevitably will. The console market transitions more to just a purely digital ecosystem. But I my prediction, and you know, clip this for when I turn out to be wrong. You know, seven or eight years from now, is that the PlayStation Six and whatever the next Xbox is called just won't? They just won't be a disc drive option. I think give, t- 10 years from now physical games will just be gone maybe they'll exist in, in the way that like vinyl exists now or like you know the limited run games people do their thing but i think that physical games are increasingly on their way to becoming a niche and with all of the caveats and all of the problems online authentication authentication oh you can't play this game you definitely own because you're not online right now even though it's a, a single player game with no multiplayer functionality if we can't do the online check sorry you can't play it all of those things are going to continue to dog us for a while i just think that the issue that i'm having with oh uh, you know why fuck i honestly i'm never you should see me tim you think it was bad just a minute ago see me when i'm actually doing it when i'm trying to play nintendo switch sports or something where the cartridge is in the drive uh, the, the, is, is in the system and it's saying hmm let me just make sure that you haven't like you know come by this you know illegitimately let's make sure you actually own this game i honestly i'm fucking I fucking hate it. You know, it's there. I have a physical copy of it. You know, it's there. You're reading data off of it right now. What are you trying to check for? What the fuck more do you need to know if the disc is in the drive? Um, but when there's no longer discs in drive, I drives that will go away. And I, and I, and I do think that may, I don't know. What do you think, Tim? Do you think the next generation of consoles will have disc drives? Or do you think we'll be past it by then? I, I think that there's a, a couple of, X factors that we would need to
1: know to really be able to predict that i am with you that it it is inevitable that they will go away just like they did on pcs but i think that the that would require like you were talking about the economics to really shift and change as long as places like best buy and GameStop are as popular as they are and i know that they've been on a downward slope in terms of uh buying video games but downward slope is still bringing in hundreds of millions in sales a year uh for mm. these games and until storefronts physical storefronts can find a way to actually sell digital things in a way that people don't think is stupid I, I think that they will always have to do it because they'd be like just missing out on so much money and i i think that there will come a point that that's not true anymore and i imagine it will be in the next decade i just think it is still uh unknown factor on when we're actually going to get these next-gen consoles but i do think that because of the state of the pandemic and everything kind of making this the the uh initial launch of this generation a little bit more spread out and delayed over a couple years as opposed to before where i think we would have been hit the ground running a lot quicker um into next gen like i think that people often are in the chat or in the comments being like when are they going to stop calling it next gen and it's like the answer is was, i'm going to stop calling it next gen when There doesn't feel like there has to be a distinction between last gen and this gen. We're still in that moment, though. Like, normally, that would go away within, like, six months of the consoles launching. But because these things aren't as readily available as they used to be, I still think we're in this, like, weird crossover phase. And until we're getting the majority of video games being made exclusively for those systems, it is still somewhere in that weird kind of nebulous zone i just I, um, I think
0: it's i think it's a matter of when not if you talk about like the big retailers and how much you know it's nice it's it, you know it's it's nice to just go to a store and browse right we all enjoy doing that but i think that video games are on the same inevitable track um the music was on and the movies are in the middle of right now right like you know i am you, know, you you may be as well i'm certainly old enough to remember going to tower records and it was fun to kind of yeah. browse around you know and and, and pick up a cd and, and and bring it home or whatever or virgin megastore when i was a kid the, the record stores that i used to go to that's a thing of the past now that's gone you know now you go to amoeba records and browse through you know kind of old you know vinyls and this there's, there's still people are still physically making them but you know know, physical record stores record retailers are gone they're gone um and and movies are in the middle of that right now i have a big collection of blu-rays i love my movies i used to collect blu-rays and 4k discs all the time i haven't bought a physical disc in a very very long time because i again i've completely transitioned over to, and again, now I know that cinephiles and other people, they want to have their physical copy. They'll tell you that the compression and the bit rates and stuff are always better on a physical disc. Although that gap is closing all the time. They, they like being how ha- they like, again, they like having just knowing that the disc is on their shelf and not having to worry about, Oh, for some reason it, you know, it's failing the online check. I don't really own it anymore or whatever. I, I understand all of that. You, it's nice to have security knowing that the disc is on your shelf, but those people are becoming fewer and fewer every day. So you just look at the track that, the, that these any media that, that has both a physical and an online option, right? Music came and gone. That story's over. Physical's gone in any, in any meaningful way. Movies are in the middle of it right now as we transition to a, to a streaming and digital economy. Blu-ray sales, 4K discs, all those sales are going in the toilet. Will it will increasingly become just a thing for, uh, you know, uh, audiophiles and, and cineasts. Um, and and games are right behind it. Games will inevitably follow. They just they're, they'll be the la- That'll be the last domino to fall.
1: Gary, I, I pre-ordered a four K Blu Ray yesterday. Um,
2: and what, this, was and- <laughs> what was it, Tim? Be
1: proud of me. It was Sonic the Hedgehog two.
2: Hell
0: yeah, oh, Tim! I'm I very excited. I can't I'm wait for excited. that to drop on digital. I'm so excited to watch it again. Yeah, what a great yeah. movie.
1: No, I, I I am the guy you're talking about, and I know that I am. Like, and it, it is sad for me. I talk about this on a lot of different shows. Like, I I buy every movie on 4k blu-ray just because i like having it i like having that quality it's the best way to get the like lossless audio and that is the defining feature but you saying we're in the middle of it with movies i don't think we are i think that we're past that i think that physical movies are a thing of the past and they are at this point as silly of a concept as vinyl is, where it's like, it's this- Oh, niche so you think
0: that you think the physical to digital transition in, in movies is farther along? Or? I
1: think it's over. I think, okay. uh, yeah, I, I think that it is a niche thing. I mean, I, it's not a thing. I know it's a niche thing at this point. Like go to, where do you buy 4K Blu-rays? That's a question. The answer is Best Buy. Go to a Best Buy and look at the 4K Blu-ray section. It's the saddest thing in the world. It's not even a section So anymore. sad. In the last six months, it literally I haven't went looked, from I haven't looked
0: at reta- a physical
1: retailer in a long Dude. time. They're just like end caps. It's just one little thing of like, hey, 4K Blu-ray releases, yeah. and like then there's like more f- leftover Friends DVD collections than there is new 4K. But, so this, so like, this is
0: my point: physical movies, sorry, physical music, right, vinyl and CDs, um, is has now become a, a niche enthusiast market. To your to your point, Tim, mo- movies are basically almost there as well. My only argument is that games are. Why why wouldn't games inevitably be the third? Story, the third, third chapter in that story. The, yeah, the, the no, physical so... games will always be around, but it will be a niche thing for enthusiasts, and the and and the mainstream will will be fully digital.
1: I am that enthusiast in every single way. Like I'm just a, a physical person when it comes to that stuff like i still buy cds like i and i but again i know that i'm the niche i've been the niche since i was in high school and my friends are like what the fuck you do and i'm like i just like having this shit i rip my own cds i do all that stuff i'm crazy like that and i get that the difference between movies and and uh um, and games though is the file size and i think that that is the one big hurdle that needs to get figured out and i think it's figuring itself out every year you start looking at things and there's multiple ways you have to look about it it's the hard drive space itself which is getting yeah. cheaper and cheaper and cheaper we yeah. did have a re- set period of ssds going from hard drives to solid state drives so we're kind of again starting from not zero but like we have to work our way back up to ssds being large enough and cheap enough to just not even think about it in the way that like i remember when 256 gigabyte hard drives were hundreds of dollars Nowadays, for hundred dollars, you can get ten terabytes or whatever the hell it is. Like, that's it's the thing.
0: Absolute nonsense. That that's <laughs> the, that's the other side of the of the equation. Tim, when I said that uh, uh, there's an argument that the next that the PlayStation Six and the next Xbox won't have a physical disc drive. What they will have instead is like a five or a ten terabyte SSD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, the, and, and then and then and then the other bottleneck is the um the internet is is the internet, and, and we mm-hmm. know that we know that that's getting better as well. More and more fiber. Mm-hmm. Uh, out there you know it's it's getting you know i, I have a i have a, a a gig um connection i can download a game like that wait until we get to 10 gigs in in, yep. in, a, in a decade from now when we're yeah. looking at that next generation so it's yeah it's it's there and i know that i know that the physical diehard people out there don't like it and they'll always have their arguments against it but it it, it is in it, it is as inevitable as the tides, somebody gave me a cd the other day it was like they had made it was like they had their own band and said oh listen here's my music here's a cd and i and i took it you know graciously but in the back of my head i'm thinking the fuck am i even supposed to do like do i even have anything at home that can even play this i don't know like if i put if i put if i put an audio cd in my playstation 5 or my series x will it play it i don't even fucking know but i don't have a dedicated like audio cd player anymore i haven't for years remember when we used to remember you must have had this right you must have had like a CD rack, right? Like a CD tower with all your CDs do. on it. Do you really? <laughs>
1: Hell yeah, oh, dude. I'm a fucking nerd. Are you kidding
2: me? Like dumb shit. But again, though, Tim,
0: you are you are the enthusiast's oh, enthusiast. I, and, I am. And, and I, and, I know and I'm right that.
2: there with Tim because like I still have an all-in-one CD record and I think tape player that still works. Oh my God. Yeah. See, but so here's the thing. Like, I know we're going long to this, but I fucking love this stuff. But like, we're
1: in a really interesting moment right now that hurts me as the person that I am, as the enthusiast. Where about a year ago, maybe two years ago, we hit a point where CD quality is inferior to streaming quality. Like, Title did this major push right. into yeah. the high five. That masters, used to be the argument, stuff. right?
0: And that's that's flipped. And,
1: and now that like everyone else, like Spotify is the the one lagging right now. But they will uh, like. They were supposed to by the end of last year. We'll see when they fucking do it. But like uh, Apple Music right now, for no extra charge, just Apple Music, no matter what tier you have of Apple Music, you can get high res, lossless, all this crazy stuff. And it is higher, better quality than an actual, than ripping your own CDs. And that to me, I'm like, damn, like I just lost.
0: And, we're, <laughs> and, and, and that's we are happening getting... now for movies as yes, well. Yes, it like, is. I saw a thing the other day where they did a similar comparison, right? They took a 4K Blu-ray and they compared it They did like a, I don't remember what the website was, but it was a digital foundry type destination for movies. They took a 4K Blu-ray and they compared it to like the 4K Apple tv download and then like the version of it that was streaming off of like disney plus or whatever site that had it and their conclusion was after doing a pretty forensic analysis was unless you're like one of these pixel counters on avs forums of 2010 vision who's like really 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 nitpicking 99.9 percent of people cannot tell the difference anymore like there's no argument to be made of oh but this is superior quality like you cannot tell the difference anymore See, but here's where it gets even more interesting,
1: and I promise this will be the last thing I say about this, is (laughs) what you're probably talking about is this really unfortunate, interesting place we are right now with licensing for the different technologies, things like Dolby uh, Vision and Atmos and uh, the different HDR types and Mm -hmm. IMAX, where we're finally at a point, and it fucking breaks my heart, but the MCU movies that are coming out, the 4K Blu-ray discs, and at this point in time, the sound quality of a blu-ray disc is unrivaled on streaming and i don't think we're gonna get to that lossless point anytime soon because of the data sizes and all that stuff like undeniably listening to a uh any movie uh on the 4k disc in this room is demonstrably better than watching it on disney plus or any streaming service and i don't think that's going to change anytime soon okay. however the visual side of it there's still a lot of problems and like it's not perfect but the IMAX formats that Disney Plus offers for, like, the Marvel movies is inherently a better image quality than what they're offering on their 4k blu-ray discs and certain things look better because there's no artifacting and there's no like actual streaming that has to happen but in terms of what is actually being shown it's better on the streaming service and that's not available on these fucking 30 dollars discs that i'm buying
0: don't forget also it. tim when you put in a 4k unless something's changed in the last couple of years you still have to sit through two minutes of bullshit before you can even press play with a streaming movie you're off right you're, you're off to the races immediately yeah, it, it's all complicated. You have to stick well, is, through all the FBI is, bullshit, and oh yeah. my god, come on! I just want to watch the fucking movie. Yeah, show me the fucking movie.
1: Anyways, thank you all for hanging out for our nerd talk. Uh, we also talk about video games here. You can stay tuned to our post show that we're about to do. But for everyone else, I love you all. Goodbye.